Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, my fellow trash talkers. Whatever time you are tuning in today, I'm glad to have you on board once again. You are listening to Trash Talk with D Bork, and I'm your host, Dave Bork. It is Tuesday, the 30th of January, 2024, and this is episode 16 of our NFL pod championship round recap. We know, coming at you a day before what we usually do, but got to strike while the iron is hot and we have ourselves a Super Bowl to talk about. Uh, there will be no bonus episode this week, just going to get that out there early. Uh, we're going to have a couple next week once we get a little bit closer to the Super Bowl. More than likely one night before the actual big event itself, but we'll talk about that next week. On this week's pod though, we're going to run through our best of the best from Championship Round as well as our time to take out the trash. Minimal pile this week just given how good these games actually were. We've also got plenty of questions come through on socials at Trash Talk with D-Bork on Instagram and TikTok. Thank you so much for sending those through. Very much appreciated. And we'll run through our best bets and a little bit of a recap I guess of what we had from last weekend as well. So... Why don't we start first with our best of the best from Championship Weekend. We'll start with the first game. Mr. Patrick Mahomes. He's found himself again, hasn't he? <laughs> the Chiefs have found themselves, honestly. I don't, I, I don't know how they keep doing this. This is probably the worst Chiefs lineup I reckon they've had in the last five years. I think we mentioned that a lot. And they still find they find their way to the big dance because they've got a guy like Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey who have seemingly found something again. Mahomes went 30-39 for 241 and a touchdown. He also had 15 rushing yards as well. He, this, this guy, he doesn't look overly like a, a fitness freak kind of thing or just a guy who can can run the pill as well as someone like a Lamar Jackson, but he's, he's just able to escape plays and, and does it to keep plays alive. Even if he's not taking his full rush yards, he'll run it all the way to the line and just dime it to anyone. He really was lights out to start this game with their opening drive with the touchdown to to Travis Kelsey. Mentioning Travis, he went you know 11 for 11 and 116, one touchdown there, like I said, to start the game. And I was chatting to a few of my friends watching this game and and one of them came out and said it and it's it's extremely true is how easy they made that look. And it was kind of scary how easy they made it look because this is not the same Chiefs team that we've seen all season long. They were awful in the regular season. They really were. They battled to score the ball. Not that they were lights out in this game, you know, final score of 17-10. But coming up against who what most people thought to be a far superior opponent... And they were, you know, Baltimore ended up jumping minus four and a half or five point favorites in that one, which is rare that you're ever going to get a that kind of a head start on, on Patrick Mahomes. And I dare say probably won't ever happen again. But when he and, and Kelsey just have the ball on a string and they have all postseason long, they've looked near unbeatable again. You know, if you look at what Kelsey's done in the postseason, he went for 71 yards against the Dolphins, 75 and two touchdowns against Buffalo, and then, like we said, 116 and one touchdown against the Baltimore Ravens in some pretty average conditions. They were. It was wet out there in Baltimore. And you look on the other side of the fence, you think especially with the conditions the way they were, you're surprised that Baltimore doesn't just completely control that game. But when you start the game with a three and out, and then the Chiefs come down and score as easy as they did. It's like, oh boy. 
the Ravens going to change the way that they've played all season long to try and match what Mahomes has done. They shouldn't have done it, but they did. Lamar went 20-37 for 272, one touchdown, one pick. It was a bad pick, threw it into triple coverage. But if you look at the like his pass attempts alone, he has only thrown for 35-plus pass attempts three times this season. So that goes to show that they just completely threw their script out. They should have trusted he should have trusted them on the ground because you look at Lamar, he ran, he ran the ball for 54 rushing yards on eight attempts, and that's, that's at a good clip. Gus the bus, this is one of the weird ones to me. He he ran for 20 yards on on three carries. If he's run the ball with, at seven yards a carry, how's he not getting more more pill? I don't get it. It kind of, like watching that game, it felt like they were down by 21 with the amount of times Lamar was, was throwing, throwing the ball around. That, that's, that's not who Baltimore are, and it hasn't who they've been all year. You know, they're only down 17 to 7 by that point, and it felt like they were down, like I said, 20-odd. Not only offensively were they just a completely different team. I mean, they brought Mark Andrews back as well, which is baffling how much they struggled. But they killed themselves with with penalties. And they were legit penalties. Like, Jadavion Clowney just clocked Lamar Jackson. Sorry, clocked uh, Patrick Mahomes. Probably could have clocked Lamar after throwing that peak into triple coverage. But you can't complain about that kind of stuff. The taunting, whatever, we'll, we'll talk about a little bit later. But you can't complain about blatant penalties that are going to keep Patrick Mahomes on the field. You can't gift him extra yardage because he's going to punish you for it. And he did. He did. Yeah, the, the clear and obvious one, obviously, at the end of the game, they was a intentional false start on Roquan Smith, but you know gave away penalty yardage there as well. That didn't really matter because the, the game ended up coming down to Mahomes throwing a deep ball to MVS out of all people after after him dropping uh, dropping one earlier in the season to lose him a game. Uh, he he holds on there to to win seventeen ten. But going back to Lamar's pick in triple coverage, I will say this that I think the officials missed one there. Especially in the end zone, I think if the pass was probably a little bit closer to him and wasn't in triple coverage, they'd probably get that call, but they definitely did push likely off the ball, and it should have been awarded. They really should have. I think they missed one there, but at the end of the day, watching that one, the Chiefs clearly deserve to go through as much as Zay Flower has fumbled it into the end zone. Uh, yeah, it's tough, but they just made game-winning plays. They really did. Whereas Baltimore didn't. Like I said, they completely flipped the script on how they played all year. The Chiefs just kept on doing what they've done all year, which was a clinical Patrick Mahomes and, and Isaiah Pacheco running the ball well enough, more so in the first half, to get him over the line. And that's how they're in yet another Super Bowl. A team that, I'll be honest, I put a line through. They've gone ahead and won you know, all three games against Miami Dolphins. They're you know, obviously favourites against them, but they should have lost a... Should have lost to Buffalo. They didn't find a way to win. Should have lost to Baltimore. Didn't find a way to win again. They're just a winning team. And I guess when you've always got number 15 on that sideline, it's hard, uh, it's hard to ever write him off. So it's going to be hard to write him off again in the Super Bowl. Speaking of the other game, this one hurts. I think, I think everyone listening probably knows how far I've rode the Detroit Lions all year long. They were by far and away the better team for... 75 to 80 percent of this game bar that third quarter let's be real oh, this sucks um brock purdy 
200, so we'll talk about Purdy and then we'll go back to Detroit. Brock Purdy was outstanding. He really was. Mr. Irrelevant gets himself to a Super Bowl in his second season. Should have been there last year if he didn't get hurt against the Philadelphia Eagles, but he's found a way to get his team, albeit not playing all that well, probably should have lost to the Packers too, but he found a way to to will his team to, to, to a Super Bowl in a couple of weeks. I went 20-31 for 267, one touchdown, one pick. Probably should have been two picks, uh, but the miracle ball to, to Brandon Ayuk off, off old mate's face mask. <laughs> That's brutal. The biggest thing of the lot, though, for Purdy was his ability to, to run the football. <laughs> you, you look back at the other game, Lamar Jackson ran for, like I said, 54, not enough, but six less. But Purdy went for, for 48 yards on, on five carries and, again, just continued to keep plays al- alive and keep the drives alive that they looked completely dead down 24 to 7 and it wasn't just his efforts to finish on the ground there were plays where he just kept on scrambling looked like he was about to take a sack didn't and then threw a miracle ball really to to Jennings over the top to to make that catch which was floated felt like it was in the air for about 10 seconds to get him and then one of the final later plays to to Cole Juszczyk on the on the sideline he's yeah, for a guy that was taking the last pick of the draft, some 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 teams have just got to be looking at it, saying, "How, <laughs> how did we miss this kid?" And he's he's going to be on some not a whole lot of money, but his next contract might be pretty big if they do manage to win the Super Bowl this season. He was helped obviously by Christian McCaffrey, who this guy's just a beast. He really is. Some big runs late and had a bit of an injury to to his neck. Um, and shoulder region this guy's no chance of missing the Super Bowl though he rushed it for 90 yards with two touchdowns also had 42 receiving yards on four receptions there going back to the third quarter obviously with the Niners down 24 to 7 at one point there and went back to 24 to 10 to start the quarter Debo was huge there to start the quarter but I felt like when the Lions stopped them to to force a field goal that that was a huge win for the Lions and then their next drive have a chance to go up 17 and don't kick the field goal i know he hasn't done it all year but that was one of those times where if you're gonna take it at the end of the half instead of going for it there then you've got to take it there to go up three scores with even less time remaining in the match i know this game was a shootout but you go up three scores you're going to be good enough especially how well they were running the ball to probably do enough to win that game you know, they really were lights out early. David Montgomery was probably had his best night that he's had in quite some time. Uh, he rushed it for 93 yards and one touchdown. You know, Gibbs rushed it for 45 on 12 carries. Had a big fumble late, though. Very big fumble in that third quarter. They thoroughly deserved to win. They they really did. They were by far and away the better team. They just had a, a momentary lapse, I guess, in the third quarter that where momentum was just all on the other the other mob. It really was with the Niners. You know, not taking a field goal and getting stopped. Reynolds dropping a couple when they went for it on fourth down. Like we said, I know it's been MCDC's thing all year long to, to keep going for these, but they had a couple of big drops on his back and it had nothing to do with Jared Goff I thought Goff was incredible didn't throw the ball away he was just good he went 25 or 41 for 273 and a touchdown he did more than enough to to win this team the game I think a lot of people especially what we spoke about last week with Goff being particularly poor against the Niners over his career I thought he was great he really was they they should be the team that should be playing in the Super Bowl Amonra went for 87 on 7 receptions Sammy Laporta he's 
just one of the studs of this year. Probably should win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Really should. Nine receptions for 97. In a you know 34 to 31 loss, it's it's tough. I know they scored late to get it back to three. Didn't get the onside kick. Bad play calling to probably lead to that timeout, which eventually you know probably cost them in the end with Monty getting stopped short late. But overall, I think if you ask a lot of people from Detroit, would they have thought that they were every chance of being in an NFC title game after? Yeah, the way things went last season. They obviously missed out in the playoffs last season. They've taken a big jump this year. I think I think a lot of people are still happy with how they've gone, but it, it's all going to come down to how you go on with this now next season because I've been through this as a Titans fan. In 2019, when we had this you know miracle kind of run to make the AFC title game and eventually lose to Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes just seems to do it to everyone. You've got to build on that again next year. And the following year, we end up losing to Baltimore. And then we go on another run the year after that. And Ryan Tannehill just throws picks all over the place. Uh, but you can't... <laughs> that still hurts. You can't... You've got to be able to continue to build because you know that division's only going to be getting stronger next season too. With the way that Jordan Love finished the season this year for Green Bay, they could almost be the Detroit of you know, last season coming into next year. Who knows with the Bears, they're probably going to be a lot better next year too with either Justin Fields or Caleb Williams coming in. They get better. Minnesota, who knows what they're going to do at quarterback, but they've still got Justin Jefferson. So there's plenty of teams that are still thereabouts. The Lions need to continue to build on what they've got. I think they look to add to the their receiver room going into next year, continue to tighten up. Probably their secondary is a big focus for them next year, but they were so good on the ground this season defensively they really were when you can hold McCaffrey to 90 and a lot of those were bigger kind of runs late they they controlled it well enough they were just beat by Brock Purdy and his legs you know if you thought you were going to get beat by someone on the ground that's probably going to be McCaffrey but it was it was Purdy so yeah now I've got Mr. Irrelevant up against Kansas City Chiefs a replay of the 2019-20 season Super Bowl so yeah it's probably the Super Bowl that none of us wanted as a fan. <laughs> Just given, you know, the love that I think everyone had for, for Lamar and Baltimore and, you know, what Detroit had been through this year to get there. It's tough to, to see them bow out, especially when they were the better team all year long. But you got to keep your head up at the end of the day because there should be brighter days ahead for this city. And, you know, now you've set the bar going into next season. You can't go backwards. The only way is moving forward. San Fran did it last year. They lost in the NFC title game. They've now made a Super Bowl. That's got to be the the bar for this Detroit Lions team going into next year. But, yeah, a phenomenal championship round weekend played out by you know, a lot of studs, especially that NFC title game was brilliant. It really was. A great way to end the season. Just the wrong result. <laughs> Let's tie, it's time to take out some trash. Uh, like I said, we've got a small little pile this week, but uh, we've got to, got to take the trash out at the end of the day. Let's do it. One big thing that I've got for this week's trash pile, and I hate it because it's so inconsistently cold. Again, I've said it a million times. The NFL is the worst officiated sport in the world. Taunting flags. These guys are grown-ass men. They really are. Do you honestly think that, I don't know, some guy pointing his fingers to you know say it's a first down or you know flexing on him to say that he's just you know he's, he's Randy Moss him he's caught the ball over him or whatever like how does that deserve a flag it doesn't 
because there's certain guys that can get away with it and there's certain guys that don't. So Zay Flowers won, torn it on him, and I get it, he threw the ball on him, so that was probably dumb. But there's been plenty of times, if you look at the other side of the fence, Travis Kelsey completely dominated that game, but there were multiple times where he was getting in someone's grill when he got a big catch, big first down, pointing forward. If you're going to throw a flag for taunting, throw a flag all the time. Or just don't throw them at all. They are grown men. Let them decide. That play to Zay Flowers was enormous in the game. Gets him down into the 10. Nah, 15-yard penalty, we're taking it back. 15. Like, that's just, it's shit. It really is. I don't want to see him anymore. I'm, uh, people keep talking about this rules that are changing with the fumble into the end zone like Zay Flowers did. They want that change to, I don't know, get the ball back on the on the one or the two or whatever. No. Change the taunting calls so that we can let these guys do whatever the hell they want to do if they make a big play and play on. Maybe as a defender, be better and stop him. Because the when the defenders do stop them, they get all up in their grill. They can celebrate. So what's the difference? There is none. You just don't officiate it properly. So enough with the taunting flags. Seen it's shit. And then finally in our trash bowl this week, we spoke about it kind of in the recap, I guess, of the Baltimore KC game. Would have to be the play calling with Baltimore. It it, it was bad. It really was. Because they haven't been in a position all year long where, you know, to somewhat play from behind because they've just simply dominated the league this year, they went against everything that had worked for them, which was a strong ground game. And if there's something that the Chiefs can't really defend, it is the run. And when you've got guys like Lamar, guys like Gus Edwards, guys like Justice Hill, simply guys that will just beat you on the ground, you could probably even jet sweep to Zay Flowers, they should have just continued to go to that. You would have kept Mahomes off the field for a lot longer because you can control time of the clock. And you weren't down big. You weren't. So I think that's something that they're gonna they're gonna watch a lot in the in the postseason to to make sure they can get it right going into their next big game, you know, next season. Because they're gonna be there again. They will. Maybe not the AFC title game. But the goal has been set now that you've got a, a two time MVP. Make him start playing like it. Or put him in those situations in the offseason where you're like, all right, we're down 14, there's this long left on the clock. See how he handles it. you got to do it. Anyway, that is the trash bowl done for the week. Why don't we go to our question time now? We've got plenty that have come through on socials at Trash Talk with Debalk there on Instagram and TikTok. Why don't we go first to... <laughs> she sent through a few. This is great. At Hey Girl Andy. It's been, it's been a while. Big NFL fan this year, I can see. How good. What okay, we go question one of three. What's your favorite moment in the from the Chiefs and Ravens game? Just quietly, it can't be Taylor Swift coverage. <laughs> and that is good. Fair play. You know how much of a Swifty I am, I guess. Probably was the Zay Flowers touchdown in the first quarter. I was kind of put that forward, I guess, on the pod or real on TikTok the night before that we were on Zay Flowers to score a touchdown, and that was very, very nice. I think it woke up the whole of Darlinghurst unit block there when he scored that early. And probably the pregame between Justin Tucker and Patty Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, I think Mahomes and Kelsey have now gone to this playing the villain vibe, and they were early on there. So and it's, it's clearly working for them because it's got them back to another Super Bowl. So 
fair play to them. But I, I, I enjoy any bit of that kind of stash. It adds a little bit of spice to the game. Question two, can you dance like Travis Kelsey? Well, I think you've seen me dance. <laughs> so that question should be answered answered by yourself there. Probably Croatia, uh, Croatia say or do something there. <laughs> and finally, when will the Buffalo Bills make it? Yes, the Buffalo Bills, aka the Buffalo Bills. Well, very disappointing from them this season. They they should be there. I think we can we we can all look at that. They completely blew it and they've blown it the last few years to Patrick Mahomes. I'll give him a three year window given how hard it is actually going to get for them next season. Get Aaron Rodgers back in a New York Jets uniform that gets them a whole lot stronger. Uh, I think the Bills need to add to their receiver room to help out a guy like Stefan Diggs who's literally on his own and we can get the Buffalo Bills into a Super Bowl in the next three years. If not, then they could be making a change at quarterback. Yeah, I'm giving Josh Allen three years. Anyway, thank you for sending those through, Miss Andy. Let's go to Nathan.tan. <laughs> What's your thoughts on the conspiracy theory to get Tay-Tay into the Super Bowl? <laughs> I don't believe in a conspiracy, I'm not going to lie. I just think that they've found a way to win. They really have. uh, You know, last year's Super Bowl, I put that down to a terrible call to win them the game. If it comes down to that again this year and they get another terrible call, then I'll put it down to the conspiracy. But Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey have, have, have found their groove. They really have in the last few weeks. And like we said... It's not the best Chiefs outfit to to get here. Probably on the defensive side of the ball it is, but offensively they have not looked good at all. But, you know, that's on Baltimore and Buffalo not getting the job done the last couple of weeks against them. They had their chance and, and they didn't. So no conspiracy to Tay-Tay. She's definitely not going to perform at halftime. I know she's got a concert in Tokyo coming through to, to Vegas there before she gets down under. But... Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how many times the uh, the camera does does get on her, especially if Travis is one to score in the first half. Thank you, though, Nathan Dottan. I know you're a big Swifty too, mate. Let's go to at Dennis Bastis. I haven't heard from you, Dennis, in quite some time. How good is this? I know you're a big NFL fan. Has Brock Purdy exceeded expectations? Yeah, 100% he has. He really, really has. You know, you come in as Mr. Irrelevant. I've read a lot of things and it's true I mean if he was to completely buckle I guess in his first season or first year or preseason and whatnot in in practice they're probably putting a line through him straight away we wouldn't have Brock Purdy but he obviously did something right to to hold on they had Trey Lance you know last year with with Brock when he was thereabouts and it just shows how good this kid is you know there's been a lot of people that are coming out and calling him a a game manager not game manager he's just elite he really is. And all credit to him, seriously, because like, like we said, if he doesn't get hurt last year, I think they do beat the Philadelphia Eagles. That's how good I believe this team is. They've been found out a lot uh, on the defensive side of the ball this year, more more in particular their, their secondary, apart from Detroit running all over them. It's probably the first time that's happened to, to the Niners in quite some time. But I think we're going to see the best or what Brock Purdy has in a Super Bowl that Chiefs secondary is very, very strong. So I, I just think, you know, as a game manager, as long as Purdy's able to look after the ball, doesn't kind of turn into the Brock that we saw against Baltimore, throwing four picks against a very good secondary, then they are every chance of winning this Super Bowl. They're obviously favourites right now at the moment, and I think he's going to be a big reason why. As long as he relies on, you know, Christian McCaffrey doesn't do anything stupid, 
because I think McCaffrey has the ability to to run all over this Chiefs defense. So as long as Purdy manages that well enough to not go the extra mile, do anything dumb, then I think he wins them and wins them a Super Bowl. But in terms of expectations, yeah, this guy's going to get paid. <laughs> He's going to get paid some serious money. Uh, you just think about the quarterbacks that Tennessee have, seriously. <laughs> Thanks for sending those through, mate. Much appreciated. Uh, as always, at Trash Talk with D-Balk there on TikTok and Instagram. We had a bit of late notice, I guess, with this pod, so appreciate the fast and quick replies from everyone. Let's quickly run through some of our best bets recap from last week, and we'll see what we can find early enough for the Super Bowl. All right, so best bets went two and two last week with the Lions plus over saluting and also went 0-2 in the Baltimore game where we had Baltimore and over in that one. The weather hurting, but you know at the end of the day, that second half was, was pretty abysmal, to be honest with you. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty poor quality. Our reels went 0-2, both of them going 3-4, and 4, though. George Kittle just doing absolutely nothing in the second game, which made no sense because he'd been lights out. And then Lamar Jackson falling five or six yards short of his rushing yards needed him to go for 60-plus. And that's a big reason why they lost, because Lamar just didn't want to trust his legs. He wanted to air the thing out, which was it was weird. Our touchdown doubles, unfortunately, no good. Went one of two, one and two there in, in both of them. Kittle not scoring in the Niners game and Monty scoring. So if you backed him singly, plus 180, I believe. And the first game, Isaiah Pacheco scoring and Lamar not being able to run one in. Fortunately, probably should have ran one in instead of handing it to uh, to Zay Flowers to fumble it into the end zone. So, yeah, reels overall now are 17 and 42 for the season with best bets at 25 and 23. We're going to have plenty in the Super Bowl coming up. Speaking of the Super Bowl. An early look at this, and we're going to lock this in now because I only feel like this number is going to rise. We're going to take the over 47.5 in the Super Bowl. It's in Vegas. There's going to be plenty of plenty of fireworks, I think, in this one. And for the, for the Niners to be any chance of winning this one, I think they've got to score and score early to put the pressure back on a team who I know they've been good in the postseason, but back yourself. You've clearly showed that you can score the ball all year. Do it in the Super Bowl. So we're going to take the over 47.5. There is going to be plenty of content next week in the lead-up to the Super Bowl. We're going to have two episodes for that usual spot on Wednesday next week as well as a Sunday episode, and that'll be <laughs> that'll be a lot of fun. We'll have plenty of content on the big day itself as well. But for now, that is all she wrote. I hope you all have an amazing, amazing weekend. Enjoy the week off for the footy. We are going to be back bigger and stronger and better next week for sure can't wait hope everyone all has a great weekend i'll be speaking to you soon this trash talk with d bork i'm out here